0: Sangha, on a deeper level, refers to the realization in the mind of people, the realization of emptiness, so the, the awakening which happens in, in people. On a symbolic level, Sangha refers to the community of the monks and nuns, and sometimes extended to the fellow practitioners. Some people use the word sangha for that also. Uh, that is a symbolic level, but of course, you're not. You don't want to take refuge into the confusion of the people here in this room. Yeah. So. W- 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 <laughs> <laughs> we want to we, we we take when we take refuge to the sangha we take refuge to the beginning of awakening within us which is happening and you no know, we all have moments of insight moments <coughs> so that's uh, that's what we take refuge into when we take refuge into each other here as a sangha in the sense of fellow practitioners we take refuge in the into the indestructible Goodness in all of us. So, I thought uh, to do it a bit differently than usual, so to do like many little meditations. So, I'm going to go through the nine points death meditation using the text of His Holiness the Dalai Lama from, from the book The Foundation of Buddhist Practice and kind of uh, give a bit of introduction into the point and then take a few minutes to go into a more meditative state and uh, allow ourselves to be touched uh, by what is being said in this text. Analytical meditation refers to the practices of the gradual path of awakening, the Lamrim, Rim. And it is a practice of starting with contemplation starting with a conceptual level but it is meant to uh, bring us into an experience so also in an analytical meditation it's important that we stay connected with the felt sense in our body how these words and how these metaphors what they do with us and what is our response to them so it's not like just thinking about it, it's also feeling into it. So the the purpose of the nine-point death meditation, which has these three main points, and I mentioned them already. The first one, death is certain. The second, the time of death is uncertain. And the third one is contemplating... What is your refuge you want to turn to at the time of death? And how can you establish a firm habit of that move towards the light, towards love, towards awake awareness? How, how can you make that a natural direction uh, every day, possibly every, every moment? so the nine point death meditation is not to meant us is not meant to scare us in our culture in our death phobic culture where we are growing up with an identification with the narrative self of course Contemplating death can trigger fear or can trigger sadness, and that's that's okay. That's feelings, uh, and as I said, part uh, an important part of this process of sinking deeper through the levels of identification. When we sink deeper through the levels of identification, we need to feel them. We need to, f- so it's not like that you can jump from being contracted to oneness or non-dual experience. The different layers of your emotions, we need to, we need to go through them. We need to feel them as much as possible. We can't bypass them. What you are not, what you refuse to touch now during this life will be present at the time of death. There is no escape. Every hurt, every regret, every trauma we have experienced in this life is not going away by trying to jump into the clear light of non-dual awareness. The healing, so what you want to heal, what you want to dissolve in you, you need to experience, you need to touch. So the nine-point death meditation in one way helps us to point to the areas where we are still stuck where we are still identified, where we are afraid to let go. And on the other hand, the nine-point death meditation is supposed to remind us of what is really important. So the nine-point death meditation helps us to prioritize And to reflect on uh, what we actually really prioritize in our life. So it is an encouragement. It is an encouragement to turn towards the light, to turn towards essence love. And it increases our mindfulness when we are not doing that. We become aware. Wasting time when we do that. What is a bit challenging for us, that this often, this could turn into a sense of guilt, into a sense of, oh, I'm not good enough, I'm so, I'm so attached, I'm so bound to, to that which I need to let go of and I can't let go of. Sometimes it's not easy for us to feel into the empowering aspect of these kind of teachings because we come from a culture of shame and guilt, and we don't come from a culture of trust in to our indestructible goodness. We don't come from a culture of trust in into buddha nature so if you if we would come from a trust into our buddha nature and we would be seen like that while we grow up as basically fundamentally healthy and good then of course pointing to that which we are not, fundamentally, wouldn't make us afraid because we would have the, the sense, the trust, the faith that there is something more, something deeper. And if that trust and faith is not established, then it's difficult to let go of that which you are not. Essentially, because you believe this is who you are. So let's um, look at the text. I will uh, read what His Holiness says to the different reflections and then we will uh, pause. I will give some further reflections on, on to this point. So each of these three main headings death is certain, the time of death is uncertain what helps you at the time of death and in life is to establish a dharma practice Um, so each of these main headings is divided into three points so that is together nine points nine point death meditation the first point of the death is certain everyone who is born dies Everyone, that's pretty... I mean it includes everyone, everyone here. It includes you. You are born and you will die. Death is a natural result of birth. When did the dying start? You could say at the moment of birth. So you were born. And then from that moment, with each breath, with each hour, with each day, with each meditation, with each hour now, with each word I say, with each car which is passing, we are approaching death. Death is common to all beings. It is the great equalizing factor, for no one can avoid it. So this is one uh, one aspect of the reflection on death is certain that it also has an impact on how we see others. And how can that, how would that change our relationship to each other, particularly peop- the people you love, to know that every day you are blessed by hours with people you love could be the last day And then becoming aware of the many moments where we don't appreciate that. You know, we feel yeah I can I can be present to this person tomorrow and next week. I will make some time. Then when there's time, when there's a breakfast, when there's a meeting like now, remembering death is um, helping us to really appreciate That right now, we are here and we can connect with each other. There is a lifeness. And there is a possibility to love each other. And is it worth it right now to judge each other? To criticize each other? To, f- to make each other feel bad? It really helps to bring this awareness into our meetings because it makes us more kind. Also, it might help us to, yeah, so be, to be kind, meaning it, it, might, it might help us to see the goodness in people and also point that out. from, From being connected with your own goodness, you start to see this goodness also in others. And maybe realizing that this moment, this day, this breakfast, this lunch might be the last opportunity for expressing your love to that person even if you are upset about something you know to be upset to feel to feel uh to feel contemptful or resentful towards a person that's just stories from the narrative self Wealth, fame, intelligence, love or power, none of these can prevent death. And even holy beings and great leaders die. The Buddha died. Jesus died. Sometimes we feel jealous about people, envious about people. They are they are almost dead. <laughs> and and they can't take their ten books with them. They can't take their fame with them. Remembering death is one of the contemplation which helps us to develop a sense of kinship to everyone, a sense of family to everyone. It can help us to sink through all these projections and all these stories to that common ground of humanity. So let's take a few moments to sit with that. So, if you maybe close your eyes and notice your responses to. Everyone who is born dies, I have to die, and here I obviously refers to the small I, at what we are identified with, that which we take so important. and nothing can protect you no fame no success no money so you might become aware of what you are identified with and you might become aware of a resistance to allow that insight that I have to die to let it into your heart and that's an important insight so breathing and softening in the body One thing I know about my future, all of us, is that we have to die. And one thing you can say about the future of the people you love, that they have to die. Either you or them will be first. Death is certain. Just like your past now, until this moment, is like a dream, existing only in thoughts. And soon your whole life will be just like a dream, only existing in thoughts, and then it will fade. and give space to the feelings. Let's give space to those feelings together. Breathing. Staying connected with the presence of the Buddha Witnessing. If something in your contracts or you start to argue, that's fine, just allow that to happen. My death is certain and the death of the people I'm connected with is certain. So the second point When the time of death arrives our lifespan cannot be extended There is nowhere to go to avoid death Beings in every realm of cyclic existence die Moving to another place finding another doctor and changing our medicine May prolong our life a while, but cannot prevent death. So there will this, there will be this moment when death, when our death arrives, where we don't have choice. We can't extend this life obviously we can do things to stay healthy to do exercises to look after our diet and so on but at the end none of that can prolong our life there is no escape so notice also When we contemplate like this, where where does your mind go? Is there something within you arguing, rejecting, not wanting to think about it? space to that, just witnessing so the third point We will die even if we had not had the time to practice the dharma. As each moment passes, we approach the end of our life and the the time available for dharma practice is brief and consumed with other activities. When we are young, we go to school and play. In our (coughs) adult years, we have a family and work. In our senior years, we spend time caring for our health. So the time for going towards the light, the time for establishing our refuge is limited in the busyness of our life. So becoming aware of how much we prioritize things which we have to let go of. So knowing that death is certain. what is important, what is your song, what is what wants to emerge from you What is it what you want to prioritize, bring to the foreground in your life? And try not to look into books or into teachings, listen to your heart. What wants to emerge from your heart? Where one where where's where your heart wanting to go? So then we move into the second point, the time of death is uncertain. The lifespan of human beings in our world is indefinite and people die at all ages. So people die at all ages. If your parents are still alive, you probably have a sense that they are going to die before you. But children die before their parents. Young and healthy people die before old and sick people. People die at all ages. We may believe that death will come only after we have accomplished certain career goals or after we've enjoyed watching our children grow up and traveling to faraway places. But in fact, we don't know when we will die. Whenever it is, we will surely be in the middle of doing something that will be left unfinished. Some people die on the way to work, others while eating. Some people die while they are teaching. Some people die while they are meditating. So death can happen at any time in any activities there's many unfinished novels many unfinished operas and buildings Death can happen at any time In fact it might be empowering to think that this day is our last one what does it do to see that with the present moment in a moment Where you can love. You can love now. Death can happen at any time. but this breath you can experience this voice that can happen at any time but meditating together that's happening right now aliveness is present awareness is present Hearing is present. Seeing is present. Aliveness is present. It's so precious to be here. So the second point, many circumstances lead to death and fewer lead to survival. Great effort is required to stay alive. We must feed our body and protect it from heat, cold, disease and injury. It takes a lot of planning and effort to keep this body alive. Whereas if we did nothing, our body, our body would simply die. So many circun- circumstances lead to death. Death can happen at any time. In your home. In your car in your meditation room Knowing that death is certain and the time of death is uncertain and can happen at any time Go towards the light. Go towards that which is reliable and present all the time. To the source, which is already complete, which doesn't need anything. Which is in peace. In the same time, become aware where you're still stuck, where you feel it, there's something you need to finish. let go of that, as best as you can. That the certain in the time of death is uncertain makes us aware of our hope that finishing project will bring you closer to home and no project will bring you home find your home now And realize that you have never left it. So the third point: even things meant to protect lives, such as medicine, food, food. Shelter and transportation can cause death. Microscopic viruses and bacteria may cause death. Small pieces of metal can kill us. Our systems are delicate and easily become unbalanced, leading to illness and death. Nothing can stop death. And sometimes the treatment we take for illness has side effects that bring death. So notice what happens. Notice possible the fear, the contraction. Not wanting to think about this and give space to that, feel it and let's witness together, together with the Buddhas. Notice notice your fear of sickness, the shared fear, the collective fear, make yourself bigger than that. Realizing, identifying with those levels, with those struggles, prevents you to rest in that which can't be touched by any sickness, by any illness. And make a backward step. into that which is already complete, which is already in peace and look from there into the struggle which we all share, into the fears we all share into the contraction we all share So then we turn to the third point, only only our practice helps at the time of death. Money and possessions are of no help at the time of death. We may work very hard while alive to amass money and material goods, but all of them remain behind. We go to the next life empty-handed So think about your possessions The shirt you wear today Your iPhone, your car, your house All that you have to leave behind The second point is, friends and relatives cannot prevent our death. Every relationship ends in separation. You can't take your memories. The names of your friends with you. You can't take your children with you, your partner, (coughs) or they might go before you. So if you let go of possessions, friends, memories, there. Rest in love, in pure love. point not even our body is of benefit we have spent so much of our lives taking care of this body but at the time of death it abandons us becoming a corpse that remains here while the mind stream goes to future lives so this is for many of us, the biggest identification, the identification with this body so knowing that you have to leave behind your possessions your friends, your relationships and even this body What is your refuge? What is your home? What is your essential self if you're not referring to these things, which are all thoughts, stories, mental images? Who are you without referring to these? So death is certain, the time of death is uncertain. Where is your home? And then you rest. So are there any questions, comments, additions?
1: Can
2: I say something? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I somehow feel that I'm quite at peace with these thoughts. Uh, And also uh, my both parents have died. And I've carried my mother's coffin into the earth. And I've spilled the ashes of my father in the sea. And that's... um, There I felt very... uh, that it was a process of, of course, uh, sorrow and letting go, but mm. there was something natural about it. Mm. Uh, at the same time, in my family, we've had a very special story about uh, my sister's oldest son, who uh, traveled away eleven years ago to search uh, himself for spiritually, and then uh, he emailed his sisters and brothers. They are six children. And uh, said that he has understood a lot of things and is on uh, on his way home back home. And uh, then after that, we didn't hear anything, mm. and uh, there began began a, a long search for him, and we never got mm. anything. Mm. The police was involved and missing people and everything, and it was a really tough time. Mm of uncertainty and uh, in the end we kind of, uh, or I, I decided uh, inside myself that I, I wish that he is dead and not for example with some lunatic who is keeping him somewhere. But it has been really tough mm. uh, not knowing, not, coo- not being able to have a funeral or yes. real sorrow or <laughs> letting go of the boy. Yeah. uh but not knowing if he will stand there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been 11 years of very, very strange time. And uh, I think we are uh, quite um, open with our feelings in my family so we've talked a lot about this. Mm, and it's affected us a lot. And just now I had <laughs> decided to come on this course and uh, about three weeks ago, there came a phone call from the police to my sister, that they know where his body is, they match the DNA, mm. and he died already 11 ago, uh, years ago, and, and it was unclarities about mm. many things, and that's why we didn't get to know it. Mm. And the thing is that uh, Dave, uh, he has a grave in Poland, where he died for an unknown person. And some woman has been taking care of this grave all these years, which is really beautiful, I think. Mm. Uh, really a beautiful story.
0: What is the name of, the, of him?
2: Emil. Mm. Mm. Uh, and they kept um, some part of his body, to be able to have these DNA tests. Mm. And, and this touches me so much. Um, mm. uh, now we will have a funeral, uh, my, my sister will travel there and fetch. What is to be fetched. Mm. Um, In January I will go to Finland and we will have this funeral and it's a very different situation. Mm. Um, Somehow we've accepted this so many times and now it wakes up in us again. Mm. Uh, And somehow the body is the body and I know he's not in his body anymore. It was a long time ago he passed away. But somehow this body part will be so precious for us mm. Uh, mm. so
1: it's
2: it wait it, it, it it's, there's so many feelings about this yes and um, all these thoughts about that um, he in who we as we knew him was never born and will never die is very very soothing yes um, mm. and many times in these years I've had a, a feeling of we have a, a very Nice and light connection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, this funeral, I think you, it will be a bit of a challenge to stay in the loving witness feeling for my sister and the family. Yeah. Yes. So it, it felt really good that this, uh, this is happening here now, mm-hmm. what we are talking about, because it's, it's a challenge, it's a very strong experience. Mm-hmm. I, I somehow needed to to talk about yeah, this because yes. it's in the room and it's yeah. somehow it's, it there are yeah. some uh, stops in me like there's some some things I need uh, yeah because it
0: is yeah yes. Hmm. Do you want to hear something from me, or...? It's
2: if, if, if you want to say something, it's... Uh, no, good, it's not, it's, not no I
0: think you, you already uh, des- described uh, the possibilities and it takes the time it takes to to, f- to find a place to be with this experience
2: Yeah, somehow it works this, that there is a natural uh, order in these things, in life and some... Mm. Like obviously, whenever someone loses their child, it's, uh mm. somehow doesn't feel right. No. You don't want to wear your, your, your child. No. Um, but when you also don't know, mm. it becomes kind of even worse. A, it, it mixes you up a lot. Yes. Inside.
0: Yes. And how is your sister?
2: Uh, my sister is amazing. Mm. She was really—it uh, was really tough on her in the beginning, mm. but, and she was sitting day and night and searching and searching mm. and traveling and searching. Yeah. But, uh, now mm. she's she's having a, a good life, mm-hmm. but obviously this meeting will be very mm. very
1: special.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yes. So they are again th- this. Uh, common uh, stay close and do nothing like connected with so increasing our capacity to feel feelings as complete as possible, to feel situations as complete as possible to so it's like such a rich situation to go there and there will be feelings and uh, how can we be with feelings with situations like that and staying connected with love giving space to your own feelings and the feelings of your family. And I think you have... You, 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 you seem to have the tools or the capacity or the wisdom to do that. Do you feel that confidence?
2: I don't know if I would call it confidence, but I'm I'm not afraid. Yes, yeah. Hmm.
0: So that is a certain kind of confidence, Hmm. you're not afraid.
2: And somehow I'm quite happy that I can take my children there and be in this together. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's an important part of this, uh, to be in this together, to witness it together, Hmm. and now we all witness it a little. To you yeah. Yes, thank you
3: I also have a question. Yeah, but it's quite shallow compared to her story <laughs> 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 it's, it's, it's basically Like y- you mentioned we need to cherish the person and cherish the encounter since that is me at any second and I, I, I know this on a conceptual level mm-hmm. but then my, my question is I have a friend and we know each other 14 years already so she's like old friend of mine uh, we were really good at the beginning but then now we're kind of a growing apart because I have my belief so I wanted to go on the path but mm. she is completely on the other lane um but then here and there we still meet up and then there will be another meeting up soon me and her during christmas i guess Mm -hmm. and then i'm i'm also afraid i'm happy to see her of course but i'm also afraid because when we talk she's a very picky person and then she will also pick the thing that she doesn't like from me and if i disagree with her she will be upset with me and In this kind of situation, I don't know how to react or should I just do like stay close and do nothing, but it's just so hard in that situation. (laughs) I feel like I'm judged in any second, every second with mm, her. mm. So I'm literally really (laughs) unhappy most of the time, I have to say. But I have to see her because, you know, I can't just push away. It's going to be... I don't want to hurt her feelings. Uh, I tried to explain why I'm doing this and my thought, but she apparently doesn't approve mm. um, so in this situation what, what should I do to maintain my loving and peace presence well don't hurt don't hurt her and please her so how can I find this balance it's just so hard
0: yeah stay close and do nothing <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's difficult yeah yes so all the feelings you have they are not uh, they are not dangerous You know, it's different kinds of feelings you now described it's quite a big mess, a big muddle of yeah. different kinds of feelings and we have the capacity which we strengthening our meditation practice uh, to be present with these feelings, to feel them, to allow them, to l- allow them to come and go
3: then, For example, if yeah. I feel angry, can I just act, react with this feeling? Or the,
1: um,
0: what we What we start to discover in meditation is our capacity to neither suppress the anger nor Express it Do you have an idea what I mean with that?
3: Yeah, so just don't Cling on these feelings don't attach with these feelings Mm -hmm. Don't go after with the feelings.
0: Yes. Is that possible?
3: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, based on my practice, since I'm still a newbie, so based on my very shallow practice, I think I can... I need a cool-down time, mm. so if I have this feeling hit me so hard, mm. I think I will be silenced like five minutes, like that, and then afterwards, maybe this feeling will fade away, mm-hmm. but I need this space time yes. for me, and yeah. that created a problem, mm. because then that five minutes, will make her mad <laughs> mm. because she's like why are you not reacting to me mm. and this it's like she's chasing me you know mm. and I don't have time to cool down so in this kind of very intense yeah. situation what should I do should I just leave or should I <laughs> what, what to do or just sit down and meditate immediately but, but, Yeah. <laughs> what should I do uh, what,
0: what would you like to do
3: I don't wanna see her. (laughs) So so that's
0: so that's uh, that's interesting. Why do you see her?
3: Because she's in front of me. She is? In front of me.
0: No, I mean uh, why do you continue to meet her?
3: Because I can't just disappear. Why not? Because she's alone here in this country. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yes. I think she mm. considered me as the only. So person. you feel, you feel. You feel like you have to be. Where well, she needs me, as well. yeah. yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm. That's an interesting thing to. Uh, to explore, you know, what 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 is uh, what is that aspect in you, which feels it's my job to take care of her Mm. and in that aspect which says it's my job to take care of her does it come from a healthy open place in you or is it a very young young part which is like which is very old in you like uh, a sense that it's your responsibility to take care of people
3: yeah.
0: You you recognize that? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's from because I know her from a long time ago mm. when I wasn't a a Buddhist. So when we we're at the same, I'm not saying I'm higher level than her, but when we we're at the same, you know, place, oh. same state of mind, we became friends. Mm. But then like we are growing apart right now I mean, if it's me now, I wouldn't make friends like that I'm sorry to say that, but I wouldn't I wouldn't put myself in that situation Mm. But since it's starting pretty early when we're just kids and now it just feels wrong to just Mm. you
0: know,
3: turn turn away from her Yes Yeah
0: Yeah, I will talk uh, tomorrow more about uh, being with feelings yeah, so maybe you find something helpful um, there. Uh, another thing I, I noticed when you talked about it there seems to be a big fear of hurting her or making her upset yeah. so so that's also like a, a part in you which um, is maybe a bit immature because. The uh, part of being in a relationship is also to be able to allow people to have their feelings. Mm. So she gets upset if you keep some time for yourself. Mm. So what? She, she, she is a big girl. She, it's, it's her feelings. She is resp- responsible f- for that.
3: Yeah, I guess it's one of my weaknesses that I always want people to be happy and <laughs> I don't want to yeah. bother them. No, no,
0: that's a very honorable uh, uh, part of you. Yeah, but um, maybe that part is a bit immature. No, there is, there is, a, there is um, a kind of healthy, developed wish for others to be happy and not wanting to harm. Mm. And that's what we want to develop on the Bodhisattva path, that capacity. Mm. But there can be also very immature parts who want others to be happy, mm. fearful parts. Parts of us who feel responsibility responsibility for the happiness in our family, for example, and looking more after others than uh, than towards ourselves. So then we are nice and kind, but it's not connected really with our heart. Mm. It's it's more like a. It's it's exhausting. It's like. Uh, it's um it's it, it it comes from from fear yes yeah.
3: it is so if i hurt someone um that i have to will that build a bad karma and then will that thing get back to me one day or in my future lives or whatever mm. Because everything is causes and consequences. Whatever I do, it will be a consequence.
0: Mm. That's a good question.
4: But you are not hurting yeah, intentionally?
3: Yeah, but still, the other person will feel hurt. Yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: I have to think about that. Okay. So, yeah, I have to I have to contemplate that uh, during lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because um, this is a uh, so what you say about karma and you know this will come back to me this is a good example of how sometimes the teachings on death and karma and things come back to me become teachings which makes us fearful and narrow and you know, it's not, it, so we somehow it's possible for us to turn these teachings on karma into something which becomes a burden. Mm. So then the teachings on the death process and karma, instead of empowering us. We might enter death with more fear than before. Yeah. So that's why it's, it, it, it's, a, it, it's quite a profound question you're asking how to, how to incorporate the teachings on, on karma in a way that we feel less fear and empowered
3: yeah.
0: Yeah? Yes. and what Helen said about the intention so that that's one part that uh, karma is um, mainly uh, is mainly influenced by the intention we have mm-hmm. so if you have if you connect with a bodhicitta intention like the 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 genuine wish you have for sure that your friend might be happy should i wish that friend happiness so So if you come from that then uh, then that is the main karma which you mm -hmm. which you create in that relationship. So returning to that and bringing that into the meetings may you be happy yeah? in, in a way which, which fits for you. So that's the main flavor of, of, of that karma. Mm-hmm. And then uh, then we notice that sometimes our re- reactivity creates words and actions which Then hurt the other person. So, then to find ways to look at that kindly and friendly and forgiving. And uh, um, yeah. So, then when you notice that you say something which hurts the other person. Instead of going into a spiral of regret and feeling feeling bad, you go into um, practices of self-compassion and forgiveness. So then even even situations where you where you slip into reactivity becomes a place of practice where you go towards love, towards forgiveness, towards kindness, towards yourself, and the situation.
3: Okay, it's really a big relief to know that the major thing to affect the whole thing is the intention.
1: Mm. Mm.
3: So uh, that is very important. Yeah. I mean, of course, there are a lot of other works that need to be done. Like I have to do more practice myself to to grow my capacity to mm. accept the the emotions and the feelings without fear and with full open heart. It's still mm. require practice, but at least I know where is the direction. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So hopefully, one yep. day five minutes will cut down to one second, and there will be no problem, <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely realistic, Mm. Um, because um, you so right now you you need five minutes, Mm. but uh, that process which happens in these five minutes can be really fast forwarded. When you understand what is it actually, what what is, how can I look at my feelings and at this situation in a way which is already happening, Mm -hmm. but right now it's happening in five minutes, but uh, but it can be immediate, quick.
3: Yeah, because now it's just it's still uh, on a conceptual level. I still need to get used to it, but. When it's become my habits, like yes. from my nature, yeah. then you wouldn't have that long-lasting. That's time. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, and then uh, to make the connection uh, to to the to the death process, uh, so what you what you describe as so it becomes my nature, it becomes my my instinct. Mm-hmm. So that's what we want to cultivate because that is then also present in. In the death process, for us, for the, for for the for the difficult uh, experiences which arise in the death process, and it is um, it is that uh, relaxing back into lovingly witness appearances. And recognizing the insubstantiality, mm-hmm. no, the 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 anger you might feel in that situation is um, is an appearance which has no substance. That's why it passes away after five minutes, yeah. yeah. If you don't feed it, if you don't put energy into it, so it passes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But actually while it is arising it is already it it it, it has already no substance and this can be recognized Mm. in the moment it arises and i mean it's and then also it's good to celebrate and appreciate that you for that energy to go through your system you only need five minutes i mean that's amazing It's something to be, to rejoice in, to to be, wow, yeah, this is possible. Can I do it like this? Yes, you can. It just needs a bit more familiarity. And then you will fail. So it's also good not to be too ambitious.
3: (laughs) Yes, you're right. But, I mean... At least now, I'm not afraid to meet her in December, at least. So I have more confidence now.
1: Oh, that's great.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I will try my best to practice more before I meet her, so five minutes can cut down to three,
1: and that's a big progress. I will try. Yes. I
3: will try that. Okay. Thank you so much.
0: Yes, you're welcome. Isn't
2: it sad that the uh, this motivation is stronger than anything else? Somebody, one Lama said this
1: yeah. to me yeah,
4: when I was afraid of something. Mm. 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 Don't worry, he said, remember,
2: Bodhisattva, mm. all your intention. This is stronger than anything else. Mm. Mm. But it took
4: more time than five minutes for me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It depends on what, but yeah. Yeah, it depends <laughs> on what it is. About. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah. But thank you for your advice. It's, mm-hmm. it's it was Laka He is in Denmark. Uh-huh. If you know him. Yeah. I've
3: he uh-huh, like heard of him.
1: Okay. Yeah.
3: Mm. yeah. Very beneficial. Thank you so much.
1: Mm.
0: So okay. the, 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 the so if we, if we bring um, the Lojong teachings into this, the attitude training, the, uh, giving the difficult relationships, the difficult moments, the moments where we are triggered a, a different meaning, putting it into a different frame, then we start to appreciate situations like this mm-hmm. because this this relationship to your friend is very rich. We could like spend a long time to explore the different aspects and the different parts of you which are involved. Mm. So there's no, not the space here. but, but uh, it's these situations, this, uh, this difficult uh, relationships, these difficult situations in our life we, which as a practitioner we could appreciate as opportunity. To because these these things are there, and if situations and relationships bring them into the conscious mind, that gives us the opportunity to uh, to to grow. Yeah. Yeah. So, having said that, that doesn't mean that sometimes it's time to let go of a relationship. Mm. So. That's also, it's definitely a possibility, Uh, we don't need to, uh, we don't need to, we are not stuck in relationships, Mm. Mm. so changing our attitude towards the relationships the work our family life where we are triggered into opportunities instead of um, kind of trying to get rid of them Uh, that that makes uh, these moments when we are triggered rich for us as practitioners and now what you expressed now is like uh oh I'm I'm almost like looking a, a little bit forward to it because <laughs> yeah. you know it's like yes, I it's I, I can I can check yes, you know exactly. I, 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 I can check so there's a there is so a, a, a meeting which might before be seen as something you're afraid of or something you maybe want mm-hmm. to avoid suddenly comes into a different perspective and and you might even be curious yes. and 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 yeah so let's see and and then and then even the possibility of failing and even needing 15 minutes <laughs> even, even that is, is something uh, to look forward to because one of the things we need to we, we can cultivate is um, the capacity to be with our fa- fa- failing not living up to how we would like to be in a situation because that increases our our capacity to be with the failing of others yeah. because we notice how complex and how many conditioning and parts and habits within us make us act in in ways which which uh, is not how we actually want to is not in accordance aligned with what we actually want to share. Mm-hmm. So if we are able to develop a, a humor towards that, uh, a kindness, uh, giving space to that, then that creates also a space for for your friend to be to be picky or whatever you, you feel in her mm-hmm. uh, because, you you understand that she is also struggling just just like you she is also she also in she also wants to love you and be loved by you and then we mix it up through our conditioning through our fears Yeah, something else. Uh, something, uh, yeah. Uh, yes.
4: I, yeah. I just want to, to I think about this to purifi- purification. Yes. In this uh, situation, yeah. where, when it's uh, it's so often it, the mind is is occupied you with know, the things, so I'm not aware of how 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 it can hurt, mm-hmm. does it hurt, how it hurt, and so on. Mm-hmm. And and it's very nice of you to to take up this. Uh, is uh, what you have. Uh, <laughs> uh, <examples>. Example. <laughs> yeah, yes. yes I should very, very <laughs> to to be more reflective of how I behave and uh, things like that. It's very, very. Mm-hmm. And, and I think about this purification. I was so very fortunate to a lot of purification to purify your karma and and the uh, your actions and, and things like and begin this time and mm-hmm. and. Uh, And that is that is also an option to to purify. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. So how do you purify? And I like rather the word healing Mm -hmm. and purify. So like Mm -hmm. healing. So how do you heal? Is to stay close and do nothing.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. So the stay close would be to, yeah, to be aware of what is happening, to feel your feelings, to be maybe able to respond more to the situation instead of react, Uh, to be present to all the different, I don't know, guilt, anger, fear, uh, and to strengthen the capacity to, Lovingly witness that, so you stay close and you do nothing, and that, that, uh, that giving an um, uh, giving uh, something space within us in that way. That's the healing process. Sometimes called purification.
4: Yes, but but if the healing process, process healing process. Mm. Uh, in what's happened now, yes. in the mind, yes. Yes, but what happened before? And before yeah, but, but what
0: is happening now? Like uh, the, the the responses to a situation like this, the a situation like she describes, they come from previous hurts. Okay. Mm. So,
1: so,
0: so, it's, it's so the the before. like like, like uh, let's say there is that little scared girl which wants to help the family and and so on and she's neglecting her own needs so so that that is present i mean it's in the past Mm -hmm. it it developed in the past Mm -hmm. but it's present present now and and then uh, and then uh, if you have situations in the, in the life where this conditioning, these hurts, these habits appear, then it gives you the opportunity to heal the past by being present to what is now.